This is the Encounter Community Church podcast, where we will take one or two nuggets from Sunday's message and look at how we can take, utilize, and apply it to our lives. Welcome to the Encounter Community Church podcast. My name is Ken Ballard Jr. I'm the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And you know, one of the things, again, that that I have talked about doing is bringing in people just to be able to bring a different flavor to the different podcasts that we do. And so hopefully you've had a chance to hear Daniel be on the podcast. Stan was on the podcast as well. And I'm really excited today because today I have my very first woman on the podcast. That's right, woman. Woman girl power (laughs) is in the house. Of course, she will not be the last woman that we will have on the podcast, but and, and this is someone I've been wanting to have on the podcast, so I'm really excited that she's here. And so let me quit talking about her in a third person <laughs> and actually introduce you to her. Her name is Ariel. Ariel is the worship leader at our church. Ariel, you want to go ahead and say hi? Hello. Hola. That's right. So, Ariel, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? As Pastor Ken said, I am the worship leader of Encounter Community Church. I'm short. I mean, obviously, you can't really see me, but I'm short, fun-loving, extroverted, and now we'll be forced to be introverted, so let's go. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... People may not recognize, so because they can't look at you and see you. Yeah. So when you say that you're short, well, <laughs> can you give us some dimensions so people can understand what you mean by short? Like literally, so a normal sized woman is probably five feet or so. I'm four nine and a half, and yes, the half is important. <laughs> it really does matter. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And and one of the things that's really great too that that I love that Ariel does is she makes up for her lack of height by wearing the most awesome boots and shoes I have ever seen. (laughs) Like, she has these snakeskin boots. And let me tell you, it's not like I'm Mr. Fashion. I mean, if you've seen me, you will know that I am not Mr. Fashion at all. But you cannot avoid these snakeskin boots. (laughs) They're pretty fire. (laughs) My shoes right now are probably seven inches yeah. <laughs> Step on this coronavirus, you guys. That's, right. <laughs> That's why That's I'm wearing right. them. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's a great thing about Ariel as well, and you can already you can already hear from the laugh, right? Uh, one of the things that, Ar- that that is really awesome about Ariel is what she may lack in size, she definitely covers in personality. <laughs> right? Would you agree? Would you agree? I, I mean, you know, not not tooting my own horn, but yes. <laughs> uh, I guess I did put you in a weird position. Like, uh, yes, I have an amazing, I big, incredible excellent. personality. <laughs> so for those of you that are Ariel's friends, you know exactly what we mean by big personality. Yes. Here's one of the things that I also love about Ariel. And, and as you are listening to the podcast, you can already hear it, is the girl's laugh is infectious. <laughs> It doesn't matter where she is. You will know if you are in another room, if you hear her laugh, you will know, oh, Ariel's here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there is no doubt about that. I think what comes with that laughter is just this sense of joy that she carries, which is really interesting because as we begin to talk about what we're going to get into today, before I go there, I just wanted to touch base with what we talked about last Sunday. Typically, what we'll do is we've been doing a series called The Art of Neighboring, and we've been hitting that each Sunday. But last Sunday, I decided to do something different. 
And, and here's the reason why. It's because up until then, I was hearing words like panic, anxiety, like fear. I was also seeing things like piles and piles of toilet paper disappearing from everywhere. <laughs> and for those of you that listened to the podcast last week, you already know how I feel about that. Again, hand sanitizer, I understand. Water, I understand. Food, I understand. Even ramen noodle soup, <laughs> I would understand. The toilet paper, I, I don't get. I don't get. But I, I guess maybe if you're now quarantined, maybe, maybe I, I start to get that now. But with this in mind, one of the things I decided to do was to talk about something I feel that people are wrestling with, and that's, that's fear. It's so prevalent now. And I would say that the fear even feels palpable. Like you can walk around and it just seems like there's this fog and this cloud of fear. And, and some people have done really well to manage it. Like I, I've seen people manage it with laughter. My, my kids have gotten me into TikTok and I've even done a couple of my own TikTok videos. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but I think that they're pretty funny. <laughs> but then again, I laugh at my own jokes when I'm going over my sermon preaching by myself alone in a room. So it's not very hard for me to laugh at my own self. But as you look at TikToks, you see that people are handling this with laughter and, and just giddiness and those kind of things, which is good. But still, there's this undercurrent of fear. And it feels like it may be even a growing riptide. And so with that in mind, I decided to jump into and talk about that again this week. I was going to, in the podcast, go over the message some more. But then yesterday, Ariel and I were talking. And we just got into a conversation about life and what she's going through right now with fear. And what she's going through right now, right now with her life. And as we were talking, I thought, you know what? There are some people that really need to hear this. And, and here's the reason why is, you know, today, here's our commitment. We're going to get real. We're just going to get real with what the struggles are. Because I, I think sometimes one of the things is, as Christians that we can be guilty of is we can be guilty of glossing over circumstances, our situations, and we can even be guilty of platitudes in the name of Jesus, uh, that we'll that we'll use, but in reality, sometimes it, it doesn't connect. And as Ariel was talking, the thing that I was I was picking up, and I was thinking, as a person, as as a Christian, as a believer, like, how do you reconcile fear and faith? Like, how do you process that? And, and that's with some of the things that she was saying and we were going back and forth, I thought, again, you know, I really want her on the podcast. And so I just said, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And here she is <laughs> Yep. <laughs> on, on the podcast. And, and let me go ahead and just share this. Like, do you mind sharing some of the things that you were talking about yesterday? And, and we can, again, begin to dialogue about those things as well. Yeah. Essentially, with everything that's going on with this virus, it didn't actually hit me. I went home, spent some time with my family in Clovis, back in my hometown, and I saw like going sh like grocery shopping with my mom and just like being around my family, I'm just like, oh, whatever, you know? Like I understand and I know that this is real, 
but the reality of the situation didn't actually hit me. And we were grocery shopping at Target and we went to the toilet, it was when we went to the toilet paper aisle. And I saw my mom's eyes just like widen and her just like, like I, I could feel it too. I could feel in her, she went from zero to a hundred real quick. Like mm. granted, my mom's a nurse and she works with Kaiser and she's around like coronavirus victims, you know, people who are going through it. She has to put on the whole hazmat and everything. Mm. It's this whole process. And she's explaining this to me, but like for her, it didn't become a reality until she was trying to look for toilet paper <laughs> and she was freaking out. And I was just like, I just started laughing. I'm like, mom, it's okay. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. And as I'm saying this, like I'm still not feeling anything right. up until, I don't know. I started feeling kind of like weird and eerie when I got back on Sunday night, got back into Orange County, like where, you know, I live. And then Monday comes and I'm at work and our managers have a meeting <laughs> and their meeting is about essentially like what they're going to do if we have to be quarantined and like, you know, we can't work and like, how is that going to work with pay and all that kind of stuff. And for whatever reason, all of a sudden, everything I did not feel, I felt like so heavily and like in an instant, I went from zero to 100 and I started, even though the entire time I'm saying, God, I trust you. I believe in you. I know you're the ultimate provider. You're the, you're the miracle worker that in spite of all of this stuff, like I know you're going to come through. But the moment that emotionally it hit me and I got affected with my job, my finances, it became super real. Mm. And then it put things in a perspective as far as like, oh man, if and when I do get quarantined, what is that going to be like? And then I started not only feel like thinking about that, but I started thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm not even, I don't have a boyfriend. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even like married. I have no kids. I have a cat, you know, like it just all of these things. Like you're all alone. Yeah. Like I'm all alone. And it's like, mm. God, I know I'm not alone, but, but yesterday I felt it and I felt it heavy. And even though I, I knew, I know who I am. I know whose I am. And I know the truth and the promises of God. It still didn't keep me from feeling all those fe like feeling all those feelings, and just like the reality of all of it and the pressure. And there was a moment where I just had to be real with myself, and that was when we were talking. And I just had to be like, I just have to cry a little bit. And mm. like as we were talking and you were talking, I just started crying. I was, oh man, God, I can't deny that I'm freaking out and I'm scared. I'm actually scared. I know he talks about the end times and all that, but I never imagined that I would be in a position to be living in this kind of mm -hmm. scenario mm -hmm. that you would see in movies, like right. I Am Legend or right. Quarantine or right, like right, right, right. things like that. Dang, God, I trust you. But right now my flesh wants to cry. Mm. So I'm just going to let my fresh flesh cry like how you would let me do whatever I need to do. And then I'm just going to run right back to you real quick because honestly, I can't do this on my own. Mm. Let me just like sit in my tears for a little bit. And then you can pat me on the back and be like, all right, child, let's go. <laughs> right, 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 right. So that's essentially like what I was going through yesterday. And then after going through that, today finding out that Orange County actually is getting quarantined and it's being effective at midnight tonight and then I can't go into work tomorrow and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's as if I needed to feel what I felt yesterday to be where I'm at today to be like, okay, okay, 
I freaked out yesterday. I went through what I needed to yesterday. And now I know it's going to come in waves. I'm just going to embrace where I'm at right now and the fact that I'm out and about <laughs> for yeah. the next several hours yes. until they're like, you have to stay home. I don't know how serious they're going to be with it. I'm going to respect whatever whatever it is. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, as, as, you're, as you're talking, one of the things that came to mind, I, I remember once I was at Cal State Dominguez Hills and I was having a conversation with someone and we were talking about life and sometimes how we can go through the challenges and the trials of life. And I remember expressing just a level of fear that I felt. And this person's response to me was, you're a believer. You know, you're a Christian. You are a son of the almighty king. So therefore you should not feel fear. After I picked myself off the floor and, and helped myself back from saying a few choice words <laughs> that probably wouldn't have been very Christian <laughs> in that moment, because here's the truth. Just because we are believers doesn't necessarily mean we are absent of emotion. True. That, that we're, we are to be completely ignorant mm -hmm. of the situations that we find ourselves in. Yeah. There is an aspect of fear that is healthy. Yeah. Like God created us with fear. And so with fear, like it, it creates some awareness. Mm -hmm. but, but the challenge is how do we manage fear to use it to our betterment, but not use it, I mean, but not allow the fear to overwhelm us so much that it becomes to our detriment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and to that in my many years, just kidding, I'm not that old, <laughs> but just in, in my experience, as experiences go, for me personally, the way I'm dealing with it is to not dwell in it. Mm. So in any circumstance that I come across, whether that be fear, anxiety, anger, I used to struggle heavy, heavy with off and on depression. Instead of just completely ignoring those like emotions, I now I allow myself to embrace it in mm. that moment. Mm. And then from there, not dwell in it or sit in it, but embrace it, understand where it's coming from, understand the root of it in that be like all right god bib like show me in the bible how jesus walked the way he walked the truth in it you know biblically a biblical sound thing to help me through this and mm -hmm. there are obviously like so many verses in the bible that show you hey this is you know god is a spirit of not fear he's a spirit like a sound mind right. like peace love right. right and so it's just like in that not just reading it but feeling that and allowing myself to feel what I need to feel in that moment to actually heal and grow from it. Because mm -hmm. if I don't, then I'm it's I'm just putting it on the back burner and then I'm going to feel it 10 times more later and I actually haven't healed from anything because I haven't allowed myself to experience what I need to wow. in order to be developed by the, the hard circumstances or the hardship or any of that kind of stuff. I mean, like, I, I believe, like, as humans, in order for us to grow and to continue accelerating, we shouldn't be, like, absent-minded of the fact that, oh, we need to feel these things, we need to experience these things, like fear is real like we're we weren't created to be perfect and right, if we were right. created to be perfect 
Adam and Eve wouldn't have messed up with each other. You know, right, they wouldn't have right. messed up with the apple or the snake right. or anything, you know. Right. But because we're human and we have the freedom and the opportunity to go through what we need to, it allows us, we have the choice to grow. Mm. And if we choose growth, regardless of the circumstance, good and especially bad, like we choose to go through those things and how how we're going to deal with it, how we're going to be molded by it, whether that be in a negative way or we handle it in a positive way. There's so many people, especially with this virus, you could see this thing and be totally negative about every aspect, everything Trump says, anything and everything. Or you could see it in a light and there's a reason for everything, you know, and just change your perspective. I don't want to see it that way. I don't want... I don't want to be dwelling in my sadness or dwelling in my fear or dwelling in the fact that I'm alone. No, like an opportunity and I'm going to embrace it because I know you're going to accelerate me into the next level of you, Mm. (laughs) of Mm. just like a kingdom mindset. For me, I long to just be closer to him. Like I don't long for the things of God. I just long for him. And especially Mm. in this time Mm. where there's just havoc, pandemonium and all of this stuff and toilet paper missing and toilet paper (laughs) is like gold now. It's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) In all of that, God, I just... I just want you right now, you and your wisdom and your word and your truth, because people are going to say things and pour things into our brains. The news and the media make us feel like literally like yesterday, I just wouldn't stop watching the news, which is also why I was freaking out because right, 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 right. it was just nonstop. I kept, it's addictive. I, yes. And I kept yeah. getting notifications just like one after another. And I was just yeah, like, yeah. I literally told my mom, I need to like stop looking at my phone because it's freaking me out now. Right, right. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But betterment, the betterment of myself, the betterment of humanity, and especially in times like this, yeah, it's it's hard. It's going to be hard. Like I said, it's for me, It's I know it's going to come in waves. I'm going to be okay one second, and then the next moment I'll be like, oh, man, I'm actually really alone in this or whatever. You right, know, like right. the thing is I'm physically alone, but I know I'm not alone. Right. Even though there's going to be moments where I'm like, man – I'm fearful. <laughs> there's also going to be moments where no, I needed to feel that because I am human. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being human and there's nothing wrong with admitting like Christians aren't perfect. Like nobody's Absolutely. perfect. Absolutely. You know, like we all go through things. Yes. So embrace it. Embrace it and continue to grow in it. One of the things that you said that I loved and I think it's important for those, for those of you that are listening to this, you may find yourself in the same place that Ariel has found herself in, where all of a sudden, the gravity of what it is that you're facing just hits you. There, there are some of you who are in Ariel's position where you, and you just like apply, you just got a new apartment that you're supposed to be moving I into know. and everything, right? <laughs> I'm so, supposed to be moving it by the end of May, and I'm like, you know what, God? I trust you. I'm not I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. Right. I'm just going to take it day by day right. and I know you I know you got me because you wouldn't put me in a position that I could not handle. Right. But but there may be some of you who are facing similar situations of I don't know how I'm going to be able to pay rent now. I don't know mm-hmm. how I'm going to be able to pay my bills like mm-hmm. that hits you. Maybe you're someone who's a homeowner and now the person that you have rented your home to is coming back to you and they're saying to you look, I'm in quarantine right now. I can't go to work. I don't know how am I going to pay you the rent that you need to cover your mortgage. 
And then you're wondering, like, is the government going to offer a solution to me? Because I know that our government is, and, and wisefully so, is they're making it more difficult for someone to be evicted because they can't pay rent because of the quarantine. I get that. No, no judgment there. But on the other side of it, being a homeowner, I also look at it from the perspective of if you are someone who relies on that rent to pay your mortgage, and now there's a possibility that you might lose your home that you've invested in, you might lose your investment because of the fact that this, this whole situation happened. It's not like the person that you rent to do is a bad person. It just happens to be a situation where this quarantine happened and now they can't work. So now you, you find yourself facing that. Maybe you're someone who actually goes to the doctor and now you get the diagnosis and you have contracted the, the coronavirus. And now you're sitting there with a pen and paper trying to make a list of everyone that you've come in contact with so that you can call them and let them know that, hey, you might want to go get tested because I've come out positive. I mean, you might be in a situation where the gravity of this hits you. And, and here's what I want to let you know. That's okay. Like if you are a person who's a Christian, don't let someone... I almost said, don't, don't let some idiot. Uh, <laughs> I guess I said it, though, huh? <laughs> don't let some person in the name of Jesus cause you to feel like you are a lesser Christian or a lesser believer or a lesser person because you allowed yourself to feel what it is that you feel. And, and let me tell you, if you allow yourself to do that, you're actually in really great company. Yeah. And, and I'll give you a couple of examples. Jesus. <laughs> what better company than that? The, the night before Jesus was crucified, it says that he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And it says that he was praying so profusely. I, I think he was dealing with the weight of this crucifixion he was about to go through. I, I think the weight uh, and the gravity of what he was about to go through hit him in that moment. And it was so huge mm that the scripture says he actually started to sweat blood. And there actually is a condition that you have medically where when you get so stressed out, the capillaries in your skin can pop and you'll actually sweat blood. So just understand the gravity of what Jesus was feeling in that moment. It hit him hard. Another example in the Bible is a guy named David. Our largest books in the Bible is the book of Psalms. The easiest way to find it is if you close your Bible, if you put your fingers in the middle and open it, most likely it would be Psalms. <laughs> now, Psalms is another word for songs. And so what David would do is David would actually write songs about what he was feeling. And, and he would say things like, God, how long will you forget me? Forever? That sounds like the words of someone who allowed the gravity of what he was feeling hit him. And, and you know what's beautiful about that? Is he expressed that to God. See, I don't think God wants you to deny what it is that you're working through. I don't think God wants you to deny the gravity of what it is that you face. Mm. What God wants to do is to sit down and walk through it with you. Mm. And the only way that he can really do that is for you to pour your heart out to him your pain, your hurt, yeah. your brokenness, and your fear. 
And so if you are in that situation, let me tell you again, it's okay to feel what you feel. God, I think, encourages you to feel what you feel. He encourages you to, encourages you to bring it to him. And let me tell you, I really believe this too. God's a big boy. <laughs> if you're angry at God because of what it is that you're going through, it's okay. Be angry. He can handle it. If you want to curse God for what it is that you're going through, he's a big boy. He can handle it. Go ahead. Be real. Be real with what you feel. And if you are teed off, be teed off with God. <laughs> it's all right. Because then what he can do is he can come in and now he can comfort you. And God's not, God's not going to turn his back on you for being overwhelmed, stressed out, frustrated, and afraid. He's not. And as a matter of fact, I believe that when we are in those situations, I believe that God even pursues us more to let you know, I'm here. Mm. No matter what it is that you're going through, no matter what, is it, what it is that you're facing, I am here. I will not abandon you. I will not leave you. And even if you don't want to acknowledge me right now, that's okay. But when you're ready to acknowledge me, I'm here. I'm here. So if this is what you're wrestling with and if this is what you're feeling, again, it's okay for you to do so. And as a matter of fact, I think that that's a journey of your faith. It's a journey of your relationship with him. And maybe we might find ourselves in this position because, and, 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 and I, as I say this, I want to make this really clear that I'm not some naysayer. I'm not trying to say that God is trying to strike Because there's some Christians out there that are also really dumb. And during <laughs> this time, they will say things that are stupid. Like, it is because of this lifestyle that God is striking America down. He's striking the world down. No, my friend. Maybe this is a, a place that we find ourselves in so that we can begin to realize, like, I've put my trust in my job. I've put my trust in certain people, in certain relationships. Hmm. And now I realize that I don't have that. So where do I turn to now? Hmm. I've made the mistake of rather than putting my reliance on God for my life, I've made it on circumstantial things. I've made it on financial things. I've made it on relational things. And now I'm in a place where all of those things are taken away from me. And I find myself in my apartment. By myself. Alone. <laughs> but you know what? You're not alone. Yeah. And maybe now that all those things are not there, maybe for the first time you can begin to realize how much he is there. Yeah. For you. Yeah. You know? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> So here's, a, here's one of the nuggets that I really want you to hold on to. And that's simply this. No matter what it is that you're going through, God will not abandon you. He's made that commitment. God not abandoning you does not mean that everything is going to work out. It does not mean that everything is going to be perfect. Because, again, even his own son had to go to the cross and suffer and die. 
So I want to be real with that. I think sometimes as Christians, one of the things that we could struggle with is the beauty of suffering. But even in the midst of suffering, that's where he would reveal himself. That, would you agree? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, like, Jesus wasn't, he didn't live this lavish lifestyle. Like, I mean, at first, you know, he was idolized. And mm. then after that, he was demonized. And mm. his whole purpose of life was to die on a cross to save us. Mm. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. so it's like, dang. <laughs> yes, yes. Dang, I am not on this earth to be, you know, Famous by, you know, people standards, but I'm here to do what God had created me to do, which is to be that light, to be that piece of hope, whether or not if people like me or not, like granted, I'm a people person and of course I want everybody to like me, but at the end of the day, if nobody did, it's just me and you, God, it's just me and you, Jesus, you're more than 10, 100, 50 million billion people and your love is it's sometimes hard to believe and hard to feel, but it's sufficient and it has to be your presence is sufficient. And it has to be, especially in a time like this where people are feeling alone, they're feeling that fear. And especially since they're doing the whole social distancing, the people that, you know, struggle with depression and need to be around people who are being forced into isolation. This is a time now than like more than ever where it's like, Let's think of other people outside of ourselves. Yes, let's mm. take care of ourselves, but especially with the people that are quarantined, mm-hmm. reach out to them, call them, you know, see how they're doing. Like last night I was very intentional to reach out to my family in LA, like some of my like, you know, my family back home, my friends to see how they're doing and you know, people that like, oh man, I should I should really be intentional to check up on them, you know. Granted I wasn't quarantined at the time, but my mentality was, oh, but what if they are? I mm. don't know. Right, right. And so especially now that I am being forced into court being quarantined. I'm like, all right, God. (laughs) All right. I mean, you know, I have a roommate. Granted, my roommate is spending it with her family, which, you know, I would too if my family lived out here. Yeah. But so it's really just going to be my cat, Mr. Rogers, me and God. And I'm like, all right, God, you, you're going to have to help me with some dishes or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you're going to have to come through. So you're going to have to talk to me because I'm just going to be talking to this cat. He's just going to meow at me and be like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I am a crazy cat lady. But like <laughs> even in that, you know, like just man. Yeah just one I'm still in awe that all of this is happening Mm. and then a part of me is just all right well you're gonna feel it later and then I'm like all right well I guess I'll just save that for later then (laughs) I'll save those emotions for later it's probably not gonna actually hit until I get home tonight okay I can't leave awesome I'm gonna write so many songs Mm. (laughs) (laughs) write so many songs about this isolation I'm gonna do so many things and then I'm going to run out of things and then I'm going to create things because yes. I'm a doer. Like I, this is why I work a lot. I, you know, do this and then I do so, it's like singing and then like I have my full-time job and it's just like, oh man, what do we, he said, you like, what, what are we putting our faith and our hope in when it all comes down to it, when it gets taken away from us? Yeah. Prior to all this happening, I just kept having this conversation with God. There were, when I was working at a church, like before I would go to church, I would be very intentional to allocate like two hours to just sitting with him. Mm. I would pray, but then after that, put on worship music and I would just soak and mm. I would just let myself absorb the words or the sounds. 
some people would call it meditating. You know, I, I was essentially meditating, mm. but I would go somewhere else and I would be somewhere else. I, I don't know, I would see things or be in like colors or whatever. Like my eyes would be closed. And, you know, I was also intentional to not be in a position where like I would just fall back asleep because right. there were times where I would just be lying on my back and then I would just fall asleep. And right, I'm like, right, that right. defeats the purpose of meditating. <laughs> but, um, Maybe God was just granting you rest. Right. <laughs> He's like, my child, just go back to yes, sleep. You don't sleep. need to do this right now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But it's like now I'm being forced into a place where it's, oh, man, now I do have the opportunity to get back into that that meditative place of like, all right, through all of this, like, yeah, there's a lot of like noise going on. Yeah. Just even encouraging myself as I say this, take the opportunity to grow in mm. you, mm. you know, be the person that you want to be surrounded by, you know, yeah. like the, yeah. the good, the positive vibe, you know, not to sound like a hippie or whatever, not that hippies are bad. There's truth into being a positive person, you yeah. know, yeah. like one, it's healthy for you too, yes. especially if you struggle with depression and anxiety and all that stuff. Do things that are going to fill your soul, like Learn something new every day. We have the internet. Technology is amazing. And we have telecommunication. Like, we're actually really not alone. I can FaceTime my mother. Right, right, And right. she said she was going to FaceTime me every hour, which I really, Mom, I love you. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Please really, really don't. Like, she asked me to come home. She's like, you can just come home to, like, to Fresno. And I was like, um, no. <laughs> I love you. Fres but no. No, yeah, thank yes, you. Yeah, yes, yes. But I mean, yeah, even in all of this, like, I know it's going to be, it's hard. I mean, even for me, as I'm saying it, I'm like, you know, my mind is still kind of like wandering, but I need to like not think about that negative stuff. And I need to change my perspective and change my mindset and be really intentional to just be healthy in this, you know, yes. and take advantage of the time that we're forced into of like solitude and rest. This is, I mean, people are like, oh, this is a tragedy. This is, you know, there's panic and whatever. No, instead of panic, turn it into prayer instead of, you know, like, and whatever you believe in, like meditate, do things to fill your soul with mm -hmm. like Good. the joy and the light that you need to, Good. to be healthy, mm -hmm. like, you know, be in a healthy place and not reliant on like money or your job or any of that stuff. As, as you were talking, there were two things that came in, that came in mind and I just want to encourage everyone with this as well. This first one being, like I mentioned that before, like when it comes to fear, one of the best ways to overcome fear is just not to be alone. And, and what I mean by that is to be just connected with others. And I, and I love that you mentioned like this idea of being connected because we can be yeah. commun you know, connected through FaceTime, Google Duo, because I'm an Android guy. <laughs> 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 you know, but whatever your platform of just being able to be connected with others. And maybe this is a time where social media can actually be social. And, and begin to have those connections that we really desire to have. But, but with that in mind, I, I do want to encourage you to do this. Whatever you believe in, but I do specifically want to talk to Christians. You know, this is a time where if, if you say that you really love your fellow man, this is an opportunity for you to show it. Mm. It, it really is. Mm. When you have that senior citizen that lives up the street from you, who can't go out because he or she is 80, 90 years old, uh, maybe they have no family and they can't go out because of the absolute risk 
that the coronavirus has for them, that's your chance. And you don't even have to knock on their door. One of the things my family is doing is, and we saw this, this is a really great idea, is we just made a card. And on that card, we're gonna put our name, our phone number, and it just basically says, hey, this is who we are, this is how you can reach us, and if you need anything, if you are quarantined in your home and you can't leave, then call us, and what we'll do is we'll go to the store and we'll get you food, we'll go to the store, we'll, we'll you know, we'll get you toilet paper, <laughs> you know, we'll, we will go and get, if you need medication, we will go get that for you and we will bring that back to you. And, and we'll practice safe, distance, safe social distancing. So what we'll do is maybe leave it in a bag on the porch and then give them a call and let them know that it's there. But this may be a great way for us to be able to serve our fellow man. For those, think about that. What if there's a neighbor that you have that doesn't have transportation? They don't have transportation because maybe they relied on the bus. But now they can't go and catch the bus anywhere because of the fact of this quarantine and social distancing. So now, what about them being able to go to the store? They can't go to the store, they can't carry their groceries because they're limited in what they can carry home. So again, another opportunity for you to say, hey, if you need me, I'm here. So with this card, we're not just handing it out to our senior neighbors, we're handing out to all of our neighbors. Just to say, hey, we are available. There, this is a time, like as as a Christian, if you want to show love and connect with those that are around you, this this is a greater opportunity now, more than ever, more than ever. So rather than turning inwardly, and and that was the, the point that you talked about is, is being connected with others. Yeah. So rather than turning inwardly and 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 looking at woe is me, woe is me. No, actually, it's woe is we. Because yeah. we are in this doing it together. together. <laughs> we are doing this together. Absolutely. Yeah. We live in a very unique time right now. Because it, it used to be, and when I say used to be, I'm just talking about a matter of a few days ago. <laughs> where if you were going through something really hard, you would have a friend that you could turn to who wasn't. Right? There, there would be someone that you could turn to where, where things are okay for them. And that friend could be a beacon of hope, of faith, of encouragement for you. But here's the point, is right now, because of what's happened with the coronavirus, we're all in this together. Yeah. And, and what, you're quarantined? I'm quarantined. Wouldn't you like to be quarantined too? <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of the place that we find ourselves in. Yeah. So it, it's such a unique place right now that we, again, find ourselves in. So why not use this as a chance to really be a beacon of love and hope where now we can put our money where our mouth is. Mm. And when people say, hey, I, I know what Christian love is like because now I have really seen it. Well, believers, let's show it. Yeah. Let's make a commitment and let's show it. The other thing that I wanted to hit as well is we were talking about denial. I really want you to understand what real faith is. And if we practice this real faith, it will speak to those that are around us. And here's what faith, what real faith is. Real faith is the acknowledgement of the reality in which I find myself in, but yielding my trust to someone who can carry me through it. Mm. That's real faith. That's real hope. So when you can say to someone, look, 
I'm, I am. I'm stressed out. I don't know how I'm going to be able to pay my bills. But I know this, that God's going to take care of me. Yeah. And, and however, his taking care of me may mean that I might lose my home. It might mean that I might lose my job. It might mean that. And just because we go through that doesn't mean that God's not taking care of us. But you know what it also might mean? It also might mean that I have a brother or a sister or a friend or a family member who steps in to carry me through that moment. See, this is the time where people are asking, God, where are you? God, where are you? Because God, if you cared, you would eradicate this coronavirus because you have the power and the ability to be able to do so. People might be asking that question. And honestly, it's a legitimate question. But let me tell you where God is. And, and I'll tell you how I've seen God already. One of the things I like to do is I like to look on the Nextdoor app. <laughs> I know. Me too. Seeing God on the, yes, yes, yes. That's real. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me tell you how I saw God. On one of the posts was a person that was saying, hey, I'm disabled. And I go to the store and I try to grab food items, but people are faster than me. So I, I can't grab the water and I can't grab the toilet paper. And, and right now, I, I'm really in need. That was a post on the Nextdoor app. And what was so beautiful is to see response after response after response. Hey, why don't you message me with your address? I will drop water off for you. I will drop toilet paper off for you. My friends, that's God. Yeah. And that's God, because we can look at situations like this and we can say, God, where were you? And we can focus on all the negative things and all the losses. But what we can do is we can filter through that to see this moment where humanity shines for one another. Why do we do that? Because it was implanted into us by God. Yeah. It was given to us. That's why we have this compassion mm. to want to take care of our fellow man in need. Yeah. So where is he? Look for him and you'll see him in the midst of all this badness yeah. and craziness. He's there. But my friends, let us do this. Let us live our lives in such a way that when someone says, I saw God, I saw him in my neighbor. I saw him in my neighbor where my neighbor showed up with orange juice. I saw him in my neighbor where my neighbor showed up with top ramen or whatever it was, soup or toilet paper. Toilet paper. <laughs> I saw that's how God yeah. revealed himself to me and revealed his love for me. So this is, this is my prayer. This is my prayer that this is what we will be able to do when it comes to this love. So again, the two nuggets that I really want you to walk away with is God will not abandon us. Mm. And the other one is let's not do this alone. Yeah. Let's not do this alone. So as we wrap, wrap up, Ariel, is there anything else you'd like to say to anyone that's listening? You know, put yourself in a position. Imagine that there's someone also in your position mm -hmm. that is facing this weight 
of, of what you're facing right now. Yeah. What, is there anything else you'd like to say to that guy or to that to that girl? If if they were, if you were FaceTiming them right now, <laughs> or Google Duoing them. <laughs> I know I'm I'm an Apple person. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sorry. Yes, I, I I know that unfortunately. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. My my tablet because it's an Android. When I said hey, when I said Google, it it responded like I said hey Google. <laughs> So it's, it's looking up something right now, <laughs> but I digress. So if you were to say something to them, your last words walking away, what, what would you want to say? Whoa, last words. Sounds like I'm about I know, to this is heavy. die. Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, oops. Okay. I'm not just your, kidding. Not your final, not your last will and testament. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not, not, those, not, not your last, last words. Here, let me adjust that. In the last words of this episode <laughs> on this podcast. I'm being silly, you know. <laughs> um, I guess ultimately what I would say is um, <sighs> man, there's a lot of things I can say. <laughs> but I guess like really key important things to wrap it up. Um, you know, just understand and know that you're not alone in this. Mm. Um now is the time to practice peace and patience and selflessness mm. and really what it looks like to uh, <laughs> I guess be the light mm. not and not be like physically there, but you know there it's great in the the time that we live in now because we have all this technology to reach out to people that you know I mean, I'm going to be by myself and to anyone out there that is just going to be by themselves that just has like a pet, you know, and your family doesn't like live close by and you can't get out and you're quarantined, you know, just my fellow Christians continue to be hopeful and know that God, God is not a God of abandonment. He is a good father. There's a reason for everything. Continue to have hope and like just just crazy faith that even in the midst of all of this like havoc, we believe in God, we're believers. I trust God with everything, with my finances, with my future husband, yeah. with just everything. And in spite of it all, like I, I know, I know there's a light at the end of this. I know that, yeah, he, he could just wipe, God could just wipe out this coronavirus like in a snap. Mm -hmm. I know that. But we have to go through things to grow. Mm. So take advantage of this mm. while you're isolated, either by yourself or with your loved ones or whatever that may look like for you. Take advantage of the opportunity to be grateful for those around you and for those that have been in your life. Really just in this time, take advantage of developing you, mm. your relationship with God. And, you know, once we do get out of this, we're going to be stronger and wiser and just more developed in him. At least that's what I hope and pray for. And that's mm. what I'm going to be warring for in my time of quarantine is just, God, I want to be so much stronger in you. And I want stronger relationships and those bonds, you know, and like church isn't, it isn't the people within the four walls. It's not the four walls. We as Christians are the church. Yeah. So how are we acting to be that? I, I want to be the church I want to love the way I should I shouldn't just talk to you because you go to my church or whatever so on and so forth no who I don't care who you are I don't care what you believe in but I love you 
And how do I show that love to you? Even with me being quarantined, I'm going to reach out to anyone and everyone that answers my phone call. And if you don't, then cool. I'm just going to have a conversation with my cat and God. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just, just stay hopeful and you know, if you're, you're going to feel something like you're going to feel sadness or fear or whatever, embrace it, mm. feel that for the moment, cry it out, do what you need to do to allow yourself to be a human and then move past it and grow past it. This is the best opportunity to grow is in this position. Take advantage of it. Easier said than done, but we choose, we mm. choose who we want to be and where we want to be so that's, that's great pretty much that <laughs> and, and i do want to encourage you to do this too because ariel made me think of something and, and i want to encourage you to do this for those of you actually everyone i want to encourage you to sit down with a pen and paper and just make a list make a list of every single person that you know especially those who you know that are out here that don't have family Make a list of those people. Make a list of every senior citizen that you know. Just make a list. And then what you do is put their names on different schedules, on, 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 on different dates in your schedule. And then what you do is when, when and, and maybe put a, a, a timer or a, re- a reminder with it. And when that name pops up, call them. Just, hey, how are you doing? Or send them an email or send them a text or something. FaceTime them. Google Duo. (laughs) I I, I need to let it go, don't I? But but do something to just remind them that they're not alone in this. And it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out conversation. Sometimes, Sometimes for them, it's just the idea of knowing, like, you know what, thank you for that. Thank you for thinking of me. Just, Just small things that we can do. But with that in mind, again, thank you for taking this time out to tune in to the Encounter Community Church podcast. I really do hope that today has been an encouragement to you. And I really do hope that maybe what we can do is, as a result of everything that we've gone on, that we can show love in a way that we've never shown it before. As I've said before, Encounter is about three things. Love up, that we're madly and passionately in love with God. Love out, that we are reaching out to our fellow man and love in that we're taking care of ourselves. And now we really have the opportunity to be able to do both love out and love in. So in loving out, make sure that you reach out in some of the ways that we've talked about. And loving in, take care of yourself, get some rest, drink some orange juice, hit the emergency. (laughs) (laughs) Take, Take care of yourself so that you can try to prevent this illness as much as you can. Drink tons of fluids, whatever it is that you need to do Take care of yourself. And also, if you are feeling sick, stay home. Stay home. But reach out to others and say, hey, you know what? I'm not feeling well. Do you mind going to the store for me? Or just those kind of things. That's a way that we can also show love to our fellow men and being practical in that way as well. But again, love up, love out, love in. Ariel, thank you so much. Thank you. A part of this. Thank you. This is is Ariel's first time. And let me tell you, it won't be her last. Woo woo. (laughs) (laughs) So with that in mind, I also just want to ask you to do us a favor. Rate and review our podcast. 
Because one of the ways is, is by rating us, it gives other people an opportunity to be able to find us. As I always say, by rating us, if you wouldn't give us a five-star review, let us know why. Like send me an email, you know, Ken Ballard Jr., the number four at gmail.com, or you can send a message through our Instagram account or through our Facebook account. But message us and, and tell us, you know what, I wouldn't give you five stars because of this reason. Because we would love to continue to improve and grow and to develop. So please let us know exactly what your thoughts are. And this week, I wanted to encourage you as well. Uh, if you're looking for a church uh, this Sunday, we are also doing a live stream of our service. So please tune in to our, our social media so that way you can see. We're leaning towards Facebook Live, but I'm also looking into other YouTube options, maybe going that route. But, but we are going to do that this Sunday. So I would love for you to check us out, just getting a few doses of encouragement. And we will be wrapping up the series the art of neighboring, and we'll look at how we can show love now more so than ever. So again, thank you so much for your time and for being a part of this podcast. And hopefully we'll see you once again next week. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you're looking for a way to get more connected to our church, head over to our website at encountercommunity.church. You can see the times of our services as well as the events that are happening at church. And you can feel free to come out and join us. Also, if you'd like to make a donation to our church, allowing us to continue to make a difference in our community, then you can head over to the page that says Online Giving, and you can follow the link from there. Well, take care. God bless you. And we're looking forward to seeing you once again next week.